back in the day, it is as simple as what's going on. I need to properly read this stock option agreement, not just skim through it, but like properly read it. And then there are a bunch of terms in there and terminologies that you've never heard about that you start to Google and read. And it goes from Investopedia to Reddit articles to you name it. From ShareWorks, this is season two of Thriving Globally with Equity, a podcast tracking the trends and tenors in the global equity landscape. I'm Mercy Lee Bell, and on today's episode, we're talking to Frederick Minhart, co-founder and CEO of equity planning platform SecFi. For a young founder, Frederick has been in the startup space for a long time. He started and ran a design studio between 2008 and 2013. And when that got boring, he founded a new startup accelerator based out of Utrecht University. His work there attracted the attention of Google. They awarded him the Internet Impact Award for groundbreaking research into the intersection of business and technology. But it was when he joined London-based ride-sharing startup Carhu that Frederick's story really got interesting. I joined the startup that was growing really fast. I joined as a business development lead there. Received stock options in the company. First time having to really think about, does this mean? How does this work? Sounds amazing, first of all, obviously. Who doesn't think that? I own a piece of this company. Until the point where a good friend of mine and myself, both working at that company, decided to leave and realized that it is a lot more complex and complicated than you initially had anticipated. Very many employees that just think, okay, I have a stock option. The share price is five. I have 10 stock options. Hence, I have 50. Great. End of story. Let's continue work. But it's not that simple. Stock options are just that, an option to buy stock. And there's a lot of difficult questions that come with them. When should you exercise your options? What are the tax implications? What happens if the company fails? Are there liquidity events on the horizon? The problem was this was 2016 and there wasn't a lot of educational information out there. To answer all of his questions, Frederick had to piece information together from a bunch of different sources. I think the information available six years ago was when this came up for me. It was very different than it is today, luckily. So the the market is improving. Back in the day, it is as simple as what's going on. I need to properly read this stock option agreement, not just skim through it, but like properly read it. And then there are a bunch of terms in there and terminologies that you've never heard about that you start to Google and read. And it goes from Investopedia to Reddit articles to you name it. And that's how you piece your information together to try to come up with the best decision. Frederick knew there was an equity compensation education problem, but he didn't know how widespread it was. So he began talking to his former colleagues about their experiences. What did they understand? What didn't they know? Who would they listen to? And what sort of support would they like? The conversations confirmed his suspicion. Holy moly, nobody actually understands this. It's not just us. Nobody gets it. So he kept digging for information, interviewing employees and researching the industry. He eventually discovered two foundational challenges. First, education. There's not enough education. They're asking for more education. It's another study we did. And I think companies like ShareWorks and other cap table providers, they also understand that this education is important and individuals ask for it. So we felt there was definitely a gap there. We experienced it ourselves. So part of the solution was an education, proper education, like content, being able to not rely on a Reddit article, but being able to rely on an article from someone that understands the topic extremely well. Some people say it's up to employers to do more and better educate their employees. But Frederick sees things differently. 
it's difficult for the company to manage. Actually, making a good decision as an individual, it is very much related to your personal situation. What are your beliefs? How much money do you have? What is your personal circumstances? What are your tax implications? Many of those things are things that the company doesn't necessarily know or doesn't necessarily should want to know. And it makes it very hard for them. They educate on the basic things. I think many companies, luckily these days, do some type of equity one-on-one. When employees join, they understand they need to do it. But it falls short when it comes to actually making an informed decision. It is not just doing one session. You need to do like five or 10 sessions on very specific topics. And the companies do not have specific information or knowledge or know-how on that, which is understandable, not their expertise. And that's why I think it doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen deep enough. The second challenge is access to money. And the second piece was in actually having the money to exercise. (laughs) Because unfortunately, as the company starts to increase in value, the cost to exercise starts to increase. And very often, individuals have a hold on that number, like, oh, I need $20,000 to exercise my stock options. I could afford that. I have that as savings somewhere. It is a large amount of money, but I could afford it. But what happens when companies suddenly raise a round of funding, which is very often not told to individuals ahead of time, because that's just not how the fundraising process goes. Suddenly, it is not just $20,000 to exercise, but it is $20,000 to exercise. And because the valuation of the company increased, it is $20,000 plus $120,000 in taxes. And now it is $140,000 to exercise your stock options. And it is suddenly like, whoa, I can't afford that anymore. Maybe I could have gone to $40,000, but not to $120,000. As the company starts to raise more rounds of funding, it becomes more difficult and more difficult to actually make the decision. Frederick resolved to fix both of those challenges. Together with Wouter Witboet, he was the employee who quit Carhu at the same time as Frederick. He started a new business called SecFi. As a third party, Frederick says they can provide advice and support that employers simply can't. The hard part for an employer is that a big piece of the conversation is also about what is the company going to do in the end. And for the company to have a discussion, an honest discussion with an individual around the likelihood of the company going bankrupt or growing 10x. The company doesn't want to make that stance. It can't even, from a securities point of view, the company can't tell all its employees, we are definitely going to be worth $10 billion. You should exercise now. What if it doesn't happen? And all your employees exercise based on that decision. So key information points are really hard to discuss with your employees as a company. And we can as a third party that is outside of the company. And we can have a discussion with the individual. What are your beliefs around this model? What if A happens? What if B happens? And we ask those questions. But what if that happens? And have you looked at the actual data of the company? Like how much funding has gone in? What it means that if a company raises a lot of funding, it very often means there's a pref stack, as they call it. Which means that if there's a bad exit, the VCs get their money out first. And then the remaining money gets basically divided on the the common stockholders, which employees own. But it could be if that there's been a billion dollars invested and the exit is a billion dollars that every VC gets their money back, but it ends up being a zero for the individual. So those are really important data points that we give to individuals. We model in our online platform so they can like see all that. What if I believe this? We can instantly show them, because it's all built out in a very simple way, like, hey, that means your common stock is going to be worth zero in that case study. Which seems silly if you think the company sold for a billion dollars. Why would you not get anything? Well, there are situations where you can't get anything. So what you see is that for a company to spend all that time to educate an individual on all these aspects, 
in the end, it's also not their core business. That is, I think, also what it comes down to. Could a founder explain all that? Of course, they could, he or she. That's not, I think, the issue. But do they have the time to build all of that out there? No, they don't. And they don't do that. And I think that's the issue. And they're solving the financing challenge too. Instead of putting the onus on employees to save enough cash or find credit, SecFi connects cash-strapped employees to investors. If you find it difficult because you don't have the funding for it, we can give you financing and find the best fitting financing for it to exercise your stock options, use someone else's money to do so, that is secured by the shares in a way or form. And what that means is that if it goes well, you pay it back plus a return. And if it goes wrong, the investor actually takes the risk, the downside risk. So you don't have to pay back more than the shares are worth. And it makes the decision to invest a large amount of money becomes a lot easier if it's not your entire lifeline at stake, which is very often the case for these people. With greater education and better access to financing, it might sound like Frederick is pushing people toward exercising their options, but he claims otherwise. It's to make the right decision for them. And that is definitely not always exercising. Sometimes it is better to not exercise. Sometimes it's better to wait two years and see what's going to happen and then make the decision. That depends on the individual. I'm a big believer that you should make sure that the individual gets the value that they want. And at some point that builds a relationship with someone and we can help them down the line maybe with something else. That's my belief for how to build a successful company that helps people. That was Frederick Minhart from SecFi. Frederick started SecFi back in 2017. Back then, he was frustrated at the lack of quality information and educational content out there and wanted to do something about it. Five years later, he says things have improved a lot. With the way things are going, you have to wonder whether there's a future for SecFi. But Frederick says the market for companies like SecFi is actually growing. In the future, he hopes to support thousands more companies and employees to make the right decision about their equity. Thanks for joining us. To learn more, check out shareworks.com slash podcast. You'll find other episodes of Thriving Globally with Equity, along with deep dive articles on each story. From Studio Pod Media, our producer is Sterling Shore, and our show coordinator is Nicole Genova. Writing by David Valens from Campfire Labs and editing support by Nota Lab. The guest speaker is neither an employee nor affiliated with Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC or its affiliates. Opinions expressed by the guest speaker are solely his or her own and do not necessarily reflect those of Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of any offer to buy or sell any security or other financial instrument or to participate in any trading strategy. This material does not provide individually tailored investment advice and has been prepared without regard to the individual financial circumstances and objectives of persons who receive it. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC does not guarantee their accuracy or completeness. Morgan Stanley at Work, ShareWorks, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, and its affiliates and employees do not provide legal or tax advice. You should always consult with and rely on your own legal and or tax advisors. Morgan Stanley at Work and ShareWorks services are provided by Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC, and its affiliates, all wholly owned subsidiaries of Morgan Stanley. CRC 4699360.